Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 84 of the Archaeologist Podcast, the show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I'm your host, Sean D. Knight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I call our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have in Ark. Rico. Howdy, y'all. I believe I just crossed uh, 4,800, I think it is. Getting close to 5K. Leg day? Hey, uh... 3,670. Slowly approaching the 4K club. <laughs> and Ultradine. 2,856 hours of slavery for you. Excellent. So, Wildcard has been rather talkative this week, and though they also announced that they would be suspending their Arc Digest Q&A sessions, uh, the Moss Shops is now writable but received a nerf as a result, and we will be talking about the importance of speed when it comes to PvP, all this and more, but before we get to all of that, let's hit up the YouTube comments with Steelier, and he's asked, Hey, do you guys think that after the TLC for the Spinal that it is now worth it for my tribe to go and tame some? And if so, what should I be using them for? First of all, why weren't you taming them already? Because they suck. Well, Shut your mouth. They're fun. <laughs> I like them. And, uh, I actually think they're not that great for aberration, but because um, there's no ocean. I think you should shut your mouth because you're wrong. <laughs> I believe they're on the list of radiation resistant, which also makes them resistant to the element water. So you got mm -hmm. plenty of water on aeration to work with, but you want to use them basically as a rapid assault, uh, basically the heavy hitters during a rapid assault. They just, they'll never have that HP that a uh, Rex can have. So they really aren't meant to just sit there and slug it out with something. Right. You want to rush in, Beat the hell out of something as quickly as you can, and then make your uh, then make your escape. You want to float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. But uh, also check out episode 82 where we talked about our TLC impressions and how much we loved the new changes to the Spino, because they're really a wrecking ball for the most part. They're handy. Yeah, they're great skirmishers, for example. I think that's their main primary function in PvP going forward. Like Rio said, they're not exactly tanky still, but they're going to hit hard, they're going to hit fast, and if you're right next to water or you're living out by the ocean, they'll be a big boon to your tribe. I, 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 li I literally live above, uh, above a water cave, and my spinos are are my secondary defense line in uh, in my yard after my rock golems, so... Yep. All right, uh, let's move on. Nightwinds simply wrote, See, I am a podcast listener. <laughs> yeah, listen to this, you mother... <laughs> cock Are you bleeping yourself night. now? That's interesting. I, I kind of do, yeah. Well, in order to prove it, he needs to comment on something. Listen, Nightwind wears a pink tutu and runs around going, Tra-la-la-la-la, I'm a pretty, pretty princess all over PvP. I'm sure he'll take that well. I'm sure he will. All I'm right. sure he won't listen to the comment anyway to know. Uh, exactly. Up. This is his test right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. No, I seriously. He runs around in a pink tutu. Uh, Kibonika Wolfboy says, I want to say this about Pixark, where in my head soon ever heard of Cube World. If you haven't, well, Pixark will be no will be something no child will bother playing uh, when they can play Minecraft again and again. This is why any voxel game that has come out with <laughs> squares will be irrelevant in the end. Trust me on this. Play a bit of the many clones that try to cash in on this over and over again. Feels like beating a dead horse. I mean, it's an interesting point. If you're going to make a voxel-based game that's off of kind of based heavily off of Minecraft, you better have some mechanics that really make it far so superior not... to Minecraft. So I'll say this about the snail games. They're not making a voxel game based off of Minecraft. They're making a Minecraft clone based off of Ark. 
So yeah. now my question to you is, what will Microsoft sponsor? Will they add taming into the Minecraft? Taming's already been in Minecraft. Well, that shows you how much I play Minecraft. <laughs> well, that's my point. How is it drastically different? If all my friends are playing Minecraft, if I'm assuming I'm, you know, the age group playing Minecraft, why would I go to Pixar? Because dinosaurs, and everybody loves dinosaurs. Yeah, and that might be a good enough reason. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Mm-hmm. So right now it's got 124,000 uh, copies sold, I would assume. Or given out as well. At least there's 124,000 owners according to Steam Spy, which is quite a leap from when we talked about it when it first came out two weeks ago. Okay, I, I got to do a bit of a uh, just ra- uh, random segue. Baby Argents look like seagulls. <laughs> that, that was kind of random. I'm guessing you just hatched one. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Pixar. No. Um, That's yeah. why I specified it was a bit of a segue. As for scores, I don't know. We'd have to look up, look that up. But I know PvP-wise, it's not very ideal, which is not surprising because they're trying to get the kids to play this game more than older players and adults. I don't know. Any of you guys even thinking about buying Pixar? Nope. Not personally. Well, I know at least three people on my friends list have, so I, I, I'm I not fond of voxel-based games. The only one I have is Seven Days to Die, and that's only, like, voxel-based in the construction angles, so... Mm-hmm. Let me guess, would two of those be Data and Shovel? No, actually. Oh, Although they, they, have, they have told me to stop, Satan, stop tempting us to return. I had to send them pictures of the, fu- of the future rock trick. I knew they'd love it. <laughs> So for me, it's just not different enough. It's just mm-hmm. it's a different cosmetic with a very similar kind of game underneath. Right. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on to threads, tweets, etc. What's been said? What's going on? KCon says artificial PC servers have been infested with duping and cheating. And he goes on to write: For those who don't know, the new servers that were put out to clean the game of all the duping that took place before release have become infested with the same garbage. Throughout my time playing, we've wiped several tribes who had items that would be near impossible to accumulate legitimately. We confirmed this thought when we hit a base that had custom recipes for pre-built items that should never be possible. There was a method to dupe tech behemoth gates as well, which would explain why we've come across such an excessive amount of those. With all that being said, Wildcard owes all the PC players who have had to put up with this BS. How about those bionic skins that should have been given to early access customers? But we're instead used as a selling point for console pre-orders? Nah, because they wouldn't make any money off of that. So I think, uh, was it you like that who posted that screenshot of uh, somebody had made a custom recipe for making turrets from one Azulberry? Azul yeah, Berry? and I, I think we concluded that that dated back to the admin uh, cheat. Right, thing. which was supposed to be have been taken care of. And most people said that screenshot was old. But, you know, I'll say this. I, I think my personal impression, this is very antidotal. I know that there's been duping on the new servers and cheating on the new servers, but it, compared to how it was back in the day, I, I think it's a lot less. At least that's my impression. Mm-hmm. Wild card defender. I'm just saying, like, in the legacy clusters, every other week, someone was showing a video of a duping station or something like that that was discovered under a mesh. So either people have gotten really good at it and gotten really quiet about it, or maybe it's just happening less. Like I said, it's antidotal. We have yet to encounter, our tribe has yet to encounter any kind of dupe mats or anything like that, so. Hey, hopefully we never have to. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Toastus made a thread post uh, titled, Wildcard, it's been a year now. Still have not received our naughty versus nice and all-stars winning. 
And he goes on to write, This is unacceptable. It's been a year. Every time we play as a player base, contact the devs, we get the answer. Steam gift cards soon. Need more time. You advertised this event on Twitch. Posted up a link to it. Promised prizes that were $100 Steam car- gift cards. For and All Stars promised the prize was a hundred dollars Steam gift card for winners of Naughty vs Nice. I understand wildcard payout system requires time, but this is way too long. Even though you decide to kill Survival of the Fittest, you as a company should give out prizes that were earned by the winners and participants. Yikes! Yeah, this is kind of embarrassing. Yep. And uh, Jad did reply to this, and he said, "It's being handled as we speak, and I hope to have an update within the next few days." I'll update this comment once I've received confirmation. My sincerest apologies regarding the delay. As for the tr- Twitch VODs which were deleted, they were unfortunately automatically deleted as we hadn't highlighted them. Twitch had a stand-in 60-90 day rule on VODs. Thankfully, they're all uploaded onto Typeforce YouTube channel. Uh, then he did an edit for Saturday 5pm Eastern Standard Time and wrote, It's been confirmed. Waiting for allocation. Expect friend list requests within the next week. And then we can start getting those wallets sent out that is pretty pathetic yeah i i I bet you they literally just forgot and moved on to other things and that's probably and that's not something you do you you hold a tournament offer prizes and a year goes by they these the winners never got the prizes serious it's pretty awful even for wild card yeah i mean um well this goes into a lot of the things i said about them being really irresponsible that stuff Mm mm-hmm now, fortunately, this is pretty easy to correct. Yeah, and it looks like they're getting on top of it, so hopefully that all finally resolves. Now, uh, Gilgamesh908 says, We should be able to crossbreed aberrant and vanilla species of dinos, and goes on to write, and have it be a 50-50% roll on whether the baby will be vanilla or aberrant. Um, That's an card, interesting idea. Yeah, my first, card, uh, uh, my, fir- my, my first thing is to say, shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I've got, I've got uh, on, on a private server, I've, I'm the only person that has any aberrant variants of dinosaurs, so I've kind of got a monopoly <laughs> on the market. Well, Wildcard Chris did respond to this saying, now that we allow them into aberration, that sounds interesting. We'll think about it. Thanks for the idea. I do like the idea because it certainly makes it possible for the... So, on aberration, you have a better chance of getting melee mutations and higher melee wild tames than you do on any other map. But, it's only a 4% increase. But get as good of an HP compared to vanilla species of dinos. So it's actually, if I remember correctly, it's 4% chance higher for higher melee and 3% less health. It's actually not even a chance. It's just a thing. Okay. So I don't let know me... about mutations, though. I, I, I can't speak to that. I just know that the uh, aberrant versions have less health and have more melee. So what's what's the benefit to breeding a vanilla and an aberrant dino together and not being able to get an aberrant? Well, the there's no benefit to that. The benefit is to getting the aberrant version to come out. Right, which you only want because you're going to go into the radiation zone, correct? Yeah. So the benefit to this is really just probably raiding purposes or getting vanilla dinosaurs that have been around for years. Exactly. And intense bloodlines into, into aberration. Exactly. So I don't see a benefit to this for anyone on Aberration. There is if they decide to go raid somebody's base, get those bloodlines and bring them back and breed them into their own. But you you can do that anyway. They just won't be able to go into the red zone. Yeah. Which isn't really... I can see why they wouldn't allow that. Well, I mean, huh? it's not like the it's not like it's hard to produce the mushroom uh, stew in large enough numbers to make the radiation irrelevant for your dinosaurs anyways. Requires effort. 
It does. And we don't have higher harvesting rates to work with. Dude, it's the freaking mushrooms. If you have trouble harvesting those, <laughs> you are really bad at this game. Dude, like, I'm still working on thatch walls. It's, uh, it's <laughs> third world problems over here, man. Yeah, we're not Alpha Tribe, buddy. We're a small, tiny little tribe just trying to survive. In harsh world of official statements. <laughs> you know what? You ever pick mushrooms when you're level one? You know what happens? You die to spore fungus that you breathe in. It's pretty awful here. It's easy to avoid those. It's not. If you open <laughs> your eyes, it is. Look, I play on really low settings. It doesn't stick out much. <laughs> Third no, world problem, that's your man. own problem. Third world arc player. See, that's not a problem with, uh, with the game. That's a problem with your system. <laughs> I think that's a worldly problem. I think you should pay for my internet better. Yeah, yeah right. We deserve basic income, too. And, and Matt's... Basic Matt income. Stop being mean to me. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> I think this has been that was, uh, the ground. random. <laughs> All right, so uh, Morbid Max uh, asked, "Any idea when PS4 will be getting the patch to transfer items into Aberration?" And writes, "Looking at PC notes, it seems that it was the patch before TLC2 came out. I've seen him posted that TLC2 was to come out mid-April for PS4, so we should be getting close to the Aberration transfer patch, but I'm not exactly sure." Jat replied. We'll be giving a heads up for when the change hits console in the next Community Crunch, which is uh, this coming Monday or the day this will be posted, uh, which is April 9th. And he goes on, and so somebody asked, so us console plebs might be getting an update on Monday, Tuesday, and he replied, this will just be the announcement for when the change is. We're currently targeting uh, Dino TLC number two to hit console mid-April, though, so it's not too far away. That'll be the next console patch, barring any fires. So they're still sticking to the mid-April timeline for the consoles getting TLC number two. Hmm. I'm so, so tempted to fire up uh, console arc just to see what it's like. Do you hate yourself? Yeah. I'm just kidding, console players, but yeah, kind of get a raw deal with this game from what I hear. It just sounds like there's no advantage whatsoever unless you just don't have a PC. Yeah. Okay, Um. PJ Hall, Z0360 says... Cheating on brand new Cross Arc 6 cluster is ruining game for many people. And he goes on to write, My tribe as well as many other tribes on the new ORP Cross Arc 6 cluster are being trolled by two hackers that seem to have the ability to remove items from inventories from outside the base. This has happened what? multiple times. The first time they came, they emptied all of our crop plots and all of the items from all of our boxes. I managed to tranquilize them both, and while I was feeding them narcotics, they were able to make the narcotics disappear from their inventory before I could feed it to them. After rebuilding our base in another location because these guys were able to wipe us out, they followed us and were somehow able to empty all of our gas and bullets from the turrets on the inside of our base without breaking in. We then tried to move to another map, and it happened again. One of my tribe mates attempted to report them, but they only got a response that we had to provide proof. I'm not sure how it is possible to provide proof that someone is removing your items from your inventories inside your base. I tried to post on their forums to collaborate my story with other people, but they deleted my post saying that I cannot name or shame people. Perhaps here I can get some feedback and hopefully someone has figured out a way to capture proof of this. It is so frustrating having your tribe mates quit playing official because of this going on and the difficulty in getting the devs to do something about it, especially when the cheating hacking is so obvious and widespread. Well, so, this is the thing. I mean, we well, I mean, we look into this kind of stuff a lot. We've never heard of this one. I, I am kind of irked they shut down the 
the thread asking, has anyone else encountered this? Mm-hmm. They well, shut it down on the official for- Wildguard forums. Or you you Wild gotta be forums. very careful how you word those posts because... However, start... yeah. Go, sorry, finish. Well, if you start making an accusation, then, you know... I, I think the kinds of posts that stay that I've seen are ones that are like not, hey, this person should be banned, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, hey, here's a video of something I saw mm-hmm. where there was cheating and then let people draw their own conclusion. Yeah. So, uh, Jet did reply to this thread saying, the players or cheaters you're talking about are using a battle eye bypass. We've been working diligently oh. to identify the players as well as how they're bypassing it. Two of the vulnerabilities that were being exploited have been patched in our latest update on PC, which has come out already this past week, and we're working on more as we find them. As for the players, it's pretty much the same group hitting our servers over and over again, and we've been removing them as we identify them. Unfortunately, with this, it's always a cat and mouse game, and we can never completely remove their access to the game unless we take away their access to computers, but once we catch them, we'll do our best to make it as difficult as possible. Over the past few weeks, there has been a significant decrease in the incidents involving these guys, and I'm following up with the OP of the other thread to gather more info for investigation. Just to be clear, there aren't many with this, and after today's update, their impact should be significantly reduced. And the other thread is the one showing a video of this happening. And it's just essentially a guy standing right outside the base, right up against the wall, and emptying out the vaults. Yeah, I was going to say, the best way to combat this, I think, is to actually take video if you're trying mm-hmm. to prove it. But that, that's interesting, because we saw the battle eye uh, in the patch notes, and I was curious what that was. So now I guess we know. Yep. So hopefully the battle eye bypass has been fixed. I'll try and keep an eye out on the forums and threads to make sure this has been taken care of. Because this happened uh, with the last couple of patches, and we'll talk about it later on, on in the show when we take the patch notes. In the meantime, we'll move on to... Roro Roxer um, simply titled his thread Crash and Solution and wrote, Wildcard, can we please have the ability to remain mounted when offline or disconnected? I think this should be an easy fix and it'll help a lot with the frequent crashing. Also, can shoulder pets stay on our shoulder in this state? I'm probably on my 10th bulb dog now because of this. This is another no-brainer to me. Mm-hmm. I think when you go unconscious, like you can show the body being limp but still saddled. Yeah. So, Wildcard Chris uh, responded to this, simply said, I don't know the background of why we handle DCs the way we do in these different scenarios, but I'll investigate. WRT crashes, we're slowly working through the list. I mean, imagine how much better that would make a game for DCs if you didn't desaddle. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just thinking about it, Jesus. How many things have we lost over the years? Too many. Then, then if you drop, Dino's just sitting there with you on it. If it's on neutral, mm-hmm. at least it can fight. So. Oh, man, imagine a dino on neutral fighting with an unconscious body on its back. That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> Just a ragdoll body fl- flailing their arms around. <laughs> <laughs> Move on to the next, which is DDoS protection. Does That doesn't work. Wildcard needs to come up with a better solution. And this was written by Mexicano de Tacos. And he writes, on official PC PvP, the new strategy for both sides of the war is DDoSing. This is a new strategy? Hold down the server long enough with a botnet until either one side has an outrageous number of advantage or until other attacks are dealt with. This has been ignored by Wildcard for far too long and they need to come up with a better solution for it. Wildcard implemented their DDoS protection, which doesn't actually do anything. When a server is getting DDoS, it just disallows packets to come from that region of IP addresses. Effectively putting the server in a ghost mode, meaning that people from other countries or IPs can theoretically still connect. 
There have been videos posted by people who were, were still connected to a server being DDoS and in ghost mode being able to wipe a base. Wildcard, you need to stop ignoring this and come up with a better solution. Here's one. If any server gets DDoS during a war on the official PC PvP network, take down all cap servers until the attack stops. It's not hard to pay attention to Salt Discord and where tribes are moving around to, and, would and will deter people to use DDoS defensively and offensively. It is obvious the above idea won't actually fix DDoS, but it will mitigate it better than it's being mitigated now, which is literally not at all. Fix your... DDoS is not a wildcard problem. Uh, yeah. It's an internet problem, yeah. and I'm sorry. If there was a way to fix it, the Pentagon would have figured it out a long time ago because they get DDoSed on a regular uh, occasion. It's not hard to do, and there's no real defense against it. Mm -hmm. A lot of Other security. Other than to shut the system down. A, a so, lot of security hardening has to do with mitigating the fact that you got to assume that you're going to be DDoSed at some point in yeah. time. But I agree with Rico that this is not a wild card related issue, but I'd also like to add that I think the solution is horrible that he's presenting. So by, you know, one server gets DDoS, so voluntarily denial of service the rest of the entire cluster. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that's a solution. Yeah. So uh, Jad did reply to this saying, We recognize that this is an issue and it's certainly not ignored. We're looking at both technical and non-technical solutions to tackling it. We're working alongside our hosts and their data centers to combat as much as possible. As for what's being done, when we have something to share, we'll let you guys know. Now, uh, somebody replied to him saying, I would like to believe you, but as a player, we just aren't seeing an improvement. We are seeing, seeing cheating work its way into a meta. Happy cake day. To this, chat replied, Understandable. It's not the first time it's been brought up here, and often it's a topic we've not directly addressed, as we don't want to go into details regarding what we're working on or doing in the background. Just wanted to let you know it's on our agenda. Thanks. Yeah, can't criticize anything there. I'll tell you, say this much. The person who actually finally defeats DDoS is going to be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. They come up with some kind of software program to instantly deal with DDoS and, or something. Yeah, they're going to... Everybody will be buying that. Well, it's going to be hard to come with, up with a one-size-fits-all solution. I mean, yeah. effectively, if someone's hammering your IP address, it's almost like you want to set up a fake host with that same IP, let them continue to hammer the fake host, and silently... Transition Hacked the, the system, server to a different force it IP. to burn itself into a cinder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you're, what you're asking is like, I just don't see a way to do it. But like, I mean, <laughs> hey, maybe if somebody can, they will be a millionaire. I'm just saying, like, technologically, I don't see a way to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a suggestion from BP, and it is: I had an idea while farming today. Aberration earthquakes could equal two times on gems and various other resources farmed during them. And he writes, it can make sense as in the earthquake is rattling them loose, making them easier to farm. Plus, the mechanic can make the earthquakes a little more relevant than just the annoyance they are at the moment. Any thoughts here? I would certainly be going down into the red zone to get red gems while an earthquake was happening real fast. Oh, yeah. I would see. I think that would get everybody to go scrambling for those gems. The problem is you'd have to make the earthquakes a bit longer. I think they're long enough, to be honest. And too frequent. And too frequent, yes. <laughs> I mean, when I the first day I was playing this game, it's like, oh my god, an earthquake! We gotta go out and get all the gems. By yep. like hour six, we're like, ugh, another earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> now we're like, you know, how many months in? Now I just kind of roll my eyes. Yeah. It's usually when I'm trying to carefully place a pillar that an earthquake starts. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's when the cursing starts on uh, Discord. Yeah, he makes sailors blush like day. He makes sailors blush. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. 
Wildcard issued a statement saying that the Arc Digest Q&A is no longer a thing, according to Jet, who posted on the official forums, saying, Hey guys, I'm going to unpin this thread for now. It's been a while since our last Digest, and we've decided that we're going to be pausing them going forward. We found that historically, the Digest would make us a little overzealous regarding our development plans, which is why part of the reason we're stopping. We don't want to make any promises that we feel we can't keep, and we believe that this is the best decision for everyone. We're also proceeding it for more active participation in other mediums, so you'll generally see us more visible across the board. Don't sweat though, even without having digest, we'll still be reading your feedback and suggestions for the game, as well as having an active presence within the community. Plus, even if there's something we hadn't responded to, that doesn't mean it won't make it into the game. Right away, Moss Shops, anyone? My god, this is my biggest criticism of these digests is that they mm-hmm. really turned into a, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, hey, great idea. Jeremy we'll, we'll was is notorious for doing that during the Q&A because he's the one who answers the questions, I believe. So, yeah, I would say it's hard because you we want Wildguard to communicate with us. I wanted them to stop making promises they couldn't keep. Yeah, that that's the big thing. You know, it's like, yeah, that's a good idea. We, we were going to do that. And nothing happened. Didn't happen. It's it just, you got to learn how to answer these questions properly. Uh, manage expectations. Yes. That's a perfect way to put it. All right. Speaking of managing expectations, let's hit the patch notes because there was an interesting change to the Moss Shops. 279.242. They fixed tamed over raptors getting bonafide. Fixed game <laughs> exploits involving using a battle eye bypass to ignore pin codes, access storage, and the exploit and exploit the ascension mechanic. So hopefully that is completely fixed. They also fixed the torch placement on TLC two saddles. They made the moss shops writable, but in doing so, they've uh, reduced its harvin effectiveness by approximately thirty percent. Is that worth the trade up to you, Sean? Uh, we'll talk about that. Let's just quickly go through all the patch notes and then get, come right back to it. Fix a PvE bug causing non-allied dinos to rapidly lose their food under specific circumstances. Fixed friendly raptor pounds dismounting nearby riders. That didn't seem to work for us when we tried it on each other. Uh, multiple fixes for chick hat replacement. And then in 279.243, fix for allowing players to transfer between servers because for some reason that had been disabled. And then unversioned minor battle eye update. So the biggest thing is obviously the Masha's being writable. Now, initially, this was a stealth nerf. They didn't put this in the patch notes until just recently, which I thought was very annoying for them to do. But a 30% nerf, I mean, it's kind of steep, But now you can ride the little weird dog thing monster. It is. But the problem is, they're punishing us for their bad dino AI, because you know how much of a problem we would have just trying to get the moshops to harvest an animal or piece of ground, and it just wouldn't. It would either run away... Or be like, Duh. so now if you're right, it I guess that mitigates that. Yeah, but I mean, I always didn't we say that that was a little overpowered anyway. The amount of poly you'd get off of that. Yeah, I mean, we we're averaging what four to six hundred polymer per crab. But then again, on aberration, crabs are one of two ways for us to get organic polymer in the first place. It's not like the island where you have penguins all over or. Um, Hmm. Penguins, snails, what else drops organic polymer on? Man, mantis aren't on uh, the island, so... Yeah, that's on Scorched Earth. Huh. No, Aberration is similar, I guess, but it's relying on crabs, which there aren't that many crabs. I mean, one crab compared to all the... Compared to all the penguins you could find in the snow biome, or all the praying mantises you could find in the desert. 
I guess I would put it this way. I'm not happy that they did it, but I'm proud that they did because now they're looking at levels of effective farming mm-hmm. and tr- yeah. trying to put a cap on it somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, we even had a slight discussion on there in our Discord, and um, you know, I brought the the contention that not an aberration where all we have are crabs and snails for organic polymer. Uh, so slar that from my experience, crabs are really strong for organic poly. A decent one can get three hundred ish poly per one on official, which is actually more. But yeah, we were talking about I tried a, to get a, ch- a good, a decent chainsaw to one. Well, he did. So, so Slar did bring up the idea of bringing a chainsaw, but it's like, ah, why bring out the chainsaw when I could use a ma shops instead? And do I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, when I was testing stuff out prior to uh, launching our server, I was using the base setting to a while, and even down the base, uh, even on uh, default with a freaking chainsaw, you can, if it's a good chainsaw, I mean, you're talking easily able to get uh, with some of the chainsaws I've, I've seen easily, you know, six, seven hundred. Mm hmm. Now, then the advantage is you, you, you're basically going to walk home uh, a little bit of that will go to repairing the chainsaw and the rest goes into your stash. The one that's always been one of the biggest big issues with the chainsaw is just it's expensive to use. Well, if you're harvesting poly with it, not so much. Right. But for riding it, I guess I could take the 30% nerf because we're still getting a decent amount of polymer, though I have to check and see how it's doing when it comes to prime and rare flowers and all that. But, um, rideable moss shops. Everybody having fun? Or I still have moss shops. <laughs> okay, uh, Rico, what was that? I, I said I still don't have a moss shops. So oh. I never have. Oh, I'm, wow. not particularly, I'm not particularly fond of them. I hate taming them, but when you get them, they're really worth the taming. But what did you say, Ulti? Uh, we were having fun with one today. <laughs> yes, yes, we were. And you can't, uh, use their sea attack to harvest if they're in the water. Just as a side note, so if you're going out for those crabs, kill them on land. I guess that kind of explains why they couldn't, um, when we couldn't ride them and we were whistling them to attack the crab, they couldn't harvest the crab if it was in the water. So now we know, and no one's half the battle. Now, there was um, a thread prior to the patch coming out where Air 401 said, yay, patching coming in, said, Jet said, patch dropping as he typed a message six minutes ago. Two battle iPa- bypass hacks are in the patch as well. This pleases me. Can't wait to see what else has been fixed. And so uh, Jack got onto the thread and said, addressed uh, the same OP who um, wasn't happy that the patch note list was so short, was open for more. But Jack replied, they won't be as large as our TLC updates as we're planning on doing this weekly for the most part. Sometimes they might be bigger than this. Other times it might be a little less. Exploit ones were crucial for this update though. And uh, Lucky Boy 28 said, weekly bug fixes, throws panties at Jet, and Jet replied, I, previously it was happening on a sporadic daily basis with a larger focus on new issues, but now we're hitting older ones as well as any new, which we hope to catch before they even hit release. Release of what? That's what I'm wondering. In a regular weekly update, we'll hold them off as long as necessary, though, to get critical fixes in. This has been the case for a few weeks now, to be honest. We've just had a few setbacks with deployments that may not have made it appear as such. Mind you, we might need to pause in the near future for us to get ready to ship TLC 2 on console, planned mid-April, but then we'll continue again afterwards. Quality versus quantity. Yep. And then somebody talked about the devs' presence this past week, and he replied, We want to step back a bit in regards to saying X is being worked on or Y is being worked on and keep things more general. Historically, we've been overzealous in sharing specific development plans 
and you know essentially what he said about the arc digest q a so he goes on to say some reports are prioritized because they impact the live game more than others in that sense i mean they could have alternative side effects or we need them need to fix them sooner due to some changes we want to make e.g. turret calculations, etc. Lately, we've been prioritizing exploits and bugs which can be used maliciously against our player base, e.g. the ascension slash bolt, bolt vulnerabilities we patched, meshing, etc. I'll throw the idea into the pool, though, and we'll see where it goes. But right now, as we just want to only state we're working on something related to the live game if it's imminent. So it's great that they're doing this now, but they should have been doing this before they even officially launched their game. Is this a bit too little, too late? Got to start sometime. <laughs> sometime, yeah. But I, I think it goes back to my comment earlier just about managing expectations. Mm -hmm. Don't mention dynamic length bridges until you got it in a beta build and you're ready to deploy it. <laughs> Don't mention Especially... plus integration until you're ready to do it. Mm -hmm. Especially when you've got a mod out there that already did dynamic length bridges. Or uh, what was that big announcement at a conference? The um, the primitive? No. Uh, uh, where you're, you're playing as the dinos? Oh, was that Prim Plus? Primal. 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 That's what it yeah. was, yeah. And yeah. that's never going to happen. Never going to happen, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how things progress from here. We'll see if uh, Walker continues to be more talkative and responsive in the forums. We'll try to keep track of all that. But in the meantime, it is now time for a quick chat as we speed down Arc Avenue. <laughs> Now, whether or not you like it, there's no use denying that speed is a very large part of the game. Either you need to outrun dinos, players, or even turrets, speed can be the difference between victory or death. So guys, in terms of player speed, what do you feel is a comfortable speed for your playstyle? I, I use 130, that... but uh, I also have an item on my server that lets me run a lot faster than that. So if not, I probably have 150 to 160. Mm -hmm. I have 150 just because I'm impatient and want to get to where I'm going faster, but... <laughs> I think it, it you kind of hit hit, uh, hit on a key point there. It really depends on your playstyle. Like, what are you going to be doing with the character that you're, mm -hmm. you're leveling up? If you're going to be like doing a lot of PvP action, obviously speed's probably one of the most important uh, factors. And I I think that's a little cheesy because I think it's really just taking advantage of the fact that the server doesn't handle speed very well. Mm -hmm. So I go ahead. I see how it is. I don't comment. I think you have to look at it this way. You have to weigh what you're doing and how that's going to affect what you're trying to do. I like to float around 140, but I also have a high weight, and I like to build. So the nice mixture of a higher weight with a slower speed than your average character allows me to get around and get done what I need done in one trip instead of five. Yeah. So personally, my speed was always around 150 for um, PvE and for PvP. 150 was usually the, the speed that I could outrun wild dinos for the most part without being hit or taken out but when it came to pvp i started increasing that even after the the speed nerf i've uh, been putting it up to 175 moving speed for pvp purposes and pretty good uh, especially since i've ascended so i've got an extra 20 levels so far i still gotta get the other 10 but uh yeah a lot of pvpers go for that 175 to 200 percent moving speed and it there's no denying it, it's a big deal, especially if you're trying to track them and shoot them. They're moving faster than lightning at that point. Whether or not they're bouncing around or glitching around, that's a whole different story. But what about dinos as well when it comes to PvP? You know, your sacrifice, if you're 
putting it into speed or giving them a lot of speed, you're sacrificing points that could go into, you know, their melee or their health pool, for example. When is it justifiable to put points into speed for a dino? Does it for a certain role within PvP that you would do it for a dino or for any other reason? I put a certain amount of speed on almost everything. Mm -hmm. We did uh, speed reapers, and they were absolutely hilarious when we got attacked. (laughs) The PvPers weren't really sure what to do with it. Yeah, um, so I have a reaper I I called Pickles and Chocolate, and I was using against all the morning raiders that would try to come PvP or PvE us, or aka offline raiders, and they just didn't know how to handle a speed reaper. I had uh, Anyson complaining that somebody was stream sniping him when nobody was stream sniping him. I'm on my speed reaper, not losing sight of him because I've got a huge vantage point on top of a reaper overseeing where exactly he's running to. And he just couldn't run away. Not to mention, it's great with the Reaper because they've got their alt attack, which is those spikes that will down a flyer really fast. So I'm able to quickly run up on their rock drakes, uh, shoot them with the alt attack, and they can't move. So what are the dons? I mean, one thing I like to do with the Therizinos, because they're such great hitters and can quickly take out guys on the ground, was definitely improve their speed. I wasn't looking for them to tank anything. I wanted them to quickly close the gap between myself and the enemy so that they could quickly destroy them and shred their armor. Hmm. Any other examples you guys could think of dinos you would want to, you know, put in speed instead of speed melee? Bronto. Or... Speed Bronto. Speed really? <laughs> yeah. uh, speed Bronto. I've done that before. It's funny. <laughs> Didn't we used to have um, speed iguanodons? Um, I don't recall. I... Sometime after the flyer nerf, we started doing that because I got so frustrated with getting around. On fl- this is back when the, the major flyer nerf happened. They hadn't like wound it back a little bit. So mm-hmm. we started using land dinos again and making speed raptors and I think speed iguanodons. And it worked out really good. Yeah. Oh, terabirds, if we're talking island. Right, terabirds. True. I love speed terabirds. And you can actually, <laughs> because of the flyer nerf, even today, you can get to a destination faster than a pterodon. Yeah, I'm actually experimenting with the Raptors to see what kind of speed I want to level them up in and then put the rest into health so they can take a little more damage than they would because currently right now they die pretty quickly in a fight. Um, Right now I'm averaging them around 160% movement speed and I got to test it out to see how well they do against a player on the ground at 175 movement speed. But um, imprinting certainly helps. It gives you increased movement speed as well, but I don't remember what the percentage is of movement speed when it's fully imprinted. How about there, Xeno? It's about 20%. Oh, it's about 20% over the standard. 20? Okay, that's a huge difference, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, it really depends on the dino. Like, all of my crabs I gave about 30% extra speed to. Mm-hmm. Um, my basilisk, I stick to about 20% because anything more and you're liable to launch yourself off a cliff. That's bad. <laughs> You know, I will say this. Almost every dino I've ever had, I always put a little speed in um, mm-hmm. because I'd hate to be on base speed and be chased down by another dino on base speed. I always want to have like a little advantage. I know with the Dimorphodons and Vultures, I definitely had to pump speed into them because they're very slow flyers. And in order for them to be effective, they need to be able to close the distance between themselves and the target they're attacking, which uh, otherwise they'd just be, you know, sniped from a distance before they could do anything. Um, I was also working on a speed doed that could take some shots because we were starting to run into aimbotters and in order for me to get close to them, I would have like a vulture on my shoulder, grab a, a doed that I trained or tamed and then uh, pumped all these points into speed, quickly roll 
towards them so that the dino would be shot instead of me. Close the distance, spring out, whip the weapon out of their hand, set them on fire, throw that dimorphodon right at them, or whatever shoulder pet I would use. Actually, it was usually the little monkeys I would throw at them because of their uh, they they throw the feces at players. And that has a... Is it a slowdown effect or it drains their stamina? And it also gives a small amount of torpor, I believe. Yes. So... (laughs) Always a funny thing to see when you have those little monkeys coming at you full speed. I mean, it really, like I said, it's all about which animals, because most of them you want to get a little bit on. Mm -hmm. But uh, other ones, like, it's a bad idea with Gigas. Yeah, Gigas, it's really not worth it because uh, the percentage per point is so low and has a negligible effect. And they move faster than you think they do already. Yeah. I'll say this much. I think uh, the... uh, you know, the official could really benefit from a uh, stew that actually boosts speed. At least for those who still cry about the flyer nerf. Yeah, um, I would actually say this would go along because I'm in general in favor of a general speed nerf on the basic stat. For I mean, players or dinos? Everything. Oh. I've held this forever. Players so. already got that nerf, what, I think it was almost a year ago now, where they cut the, the amount of speed you got for point in half. It was 3% for one point in speed. Now it's 1.5% per point for speed yeah it was a step in the right direction oh you only go for 130 i can run circles around you no problem yeah well i also like to be able to uh, when i hit people for them to stay down so but you ain't gonna hit me hit me if i'm tap dancing around you you know people there are people who said that and then they were <laughs> unconscious so i prefer auto turrets for speed runners throw a mm-hmm. battery in turn it on you don't have to worry yep it just hits <laughs> So it's hard because speed is one of those stats that people either going to love or hate. And we see quite a few few people loved it because of the flyer, prior to the flyer nerf. Um, a lot of people still love it and wish the flyer nerf would be rescinded or done away with completely, but that'll never happen. Because it's one of the best things that ever happened to the game. Do you remember farming with infinite weight Anki on a quest on a speed quest? Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Ah, oh, those are good days. I still miss the speed quetzal. I ended up <laughs> I ended up farming while walking on the mountain and then having the Anki <laughs> on the end of the uh, ramp. It was just, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, obviously, with the speed being a factor, there has to be ways to counteract it. Traps, bear traps, plant-wise, bolas, whips to a certain degree extent poison grenades to try and curb where they're running to and fro you know it's an integral part of the game and certainly when it comes to pvp it may it's a a very large factor in pvp but it's hard to really talk for or against speed i love the speed because i don't like having to be spent all my time running away from dinos trying to survive It, it gets rather annoying pretty quickly Though, with the Spino TLC, you better get your speed up there because those things are really fast, especially once they hit the water. Yeah. I have yet to test it out against uh, my speed against a dino. 175 speed against a Spino and see how quickly they keep up, if they can keep up at that speed. Something we got to test. All right. So, uh, guys, got anything more to talk about in this category? Are you out of your? No, it's like you said. There's, it, it's, uh, it, it's all about preference and what your machine can physically handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. If your machine thing. can't handle the amount of speed you put on something, it's gonna have be a bad time. 
Yeah, I remember one player when he put all his speed into Raptors, but his uh, computer couldn't handle the rendering. So what would happen was he would be running around, and all of a sudden he would find himself in a base that rendered around him. He just transported through a base because his Raptor was so fast that the server on the PC couldn't keep up with the rendering. And that's what a lot of uh, offline raiders would do as got, well. Uh, to uh, there are people who would get uh, their character banned because of the uh, because they be. Uh, yeah. The server would decide they were speed hacking, even though it was perfectly possible for your for you for your uh, you get that much speed normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people also made use of that as well to break into a base without having to actually do anything, except to break out, obviously. So yeah, maybe we should be asking our listeners if they still want another speed nerf to players. I know we we talked about it in the past where I think a lot of people were saying get rid of speed. On mm-hmm. players completely. Don't get rid of differentiation, but get rid of speed. Oh, I'm right. Nerf it. I Nerf still it say again. That. I've been pretty consistent on that. Yeah, player speed. I, I hate player speed. I still recommend. Don't get me wrong. Earlier, I'm saying I'm recommending you get player speed because the game is what it is. But if I had my druthers, I would actually reduce player speed in general. Yeah. But just don't do it the way they did it with flyers, where everyone flies the same speed now. What about you, Aldi? Anything further to add? Uh, what would be interesting is if they made some kind of other way to increase your speed, not mm-hmm. be a level. Maybe like, how, what weight are you at? Almost how they have the 80% encumbrance. Let's have a lowest encumbrance, a middle encumbrance, different variances. Like, so you're generally fast when you're naked, but the more you wear, the slower you go. Right. Well, we see um, for people to, there, there are ways to enhance your speed for a short while, such as... Um, getting infected with the swamp aids or what is it focal chili or one of the other consumable recipes that'll boost your speed as well that a lot of pv peers will use to get that extra oomph in their movement yeah but imagine if we all started at the same generic right. scale instead of i've got 300 percent all the time no matter what i'm doing <laughs> Whee! that or maybe put a cap i know i said just this will as well during these other the other times we've had this conversation, but put a cap on the speed, like uh, 130% max you can put into speed and force the players to put their points into something else. Well, the thing is, is by putting points in speed, you ha- it's like putting them in crafting skill. You handicap yourself so poorly. It- for crafting, you handicap yourself, yes, but for speed, I don't know if you're really handicapping, handicapping yourself because there are a lot of benefits to it. Yeah, you're there not going to be able to take a hit. You, you, you can't do many things you should be able to do and need to be able to do, such as building, mm-hmm. moving pieces. Yeah, but for PvPers, that's not their concern. They're going to go hit somebody and take all their work, all the prefab structures they might have stored or all the resources they stored because they don't want to do it. They just want to fight and then take the stuff that other people have done for them. This is why I recommend a universal basis for speed. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I guess uh, we will call it for the week. Uh, Just a reminder for listeners, new and old, we have the new Arc Avenue segment where you can ask us Arc-related questions and ask us for advice. Uh, If you do have any questions or want any advice, let us know in the comment section or in our Discord channel. I'll provide an invite to the channel in the comment section if you would like to chat with us or hang out. The podcast is also available now on iTunes uh, from episode 72 and onwards. So So please subscribe to that. And if you would rate and review us, that would be awesome. Because it is now time to close out episode 84 of the Archaeology Podcast. Thank you to our participants this week, and thank you for listening to us on YouTube. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, 
feel free to like and share this video and subscribe to the channel. You can also leave comments or questions for us in the comment section below. Goodbye and stay alive, survivors. Yeah, I was literally uh, underneath my car changing out some parts, and I got your text message. And my first thought was, <laughs> like, oh, no, I've been down here all day. Something probably happened in California that I hadn't even heard about yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yippee. Level, uh, 48 health in that rabbit. I think you good. fell asleep or you were just really sick. No. That's pretty early for me. I'm still drinking coffee out of my Yeti cup. That thing holds cop. Man, I poured this thing like four hours ago, and it's still like piping hot. This cup's amazing.